Okay, alright guys, uh, we're gonna try this one more time. Sorry about that. Uh, this is probably our last try. We're just trying to see if uh, people can hear us on this uh, uh, live stream. We're trying to do a live stream with Dominic God by Andrew Womack. And uh, anyway, I know we can hear it on our devices, uh, but we're getting feedback that people can't hear it on theirs. So, uh, again, we're trying to do a Bible study with Dominic God. So we're going to start at God's will is the safest place on earth. One of the reasons people struggle in their marriages and other areas is because they aren't flowing with the plan God has for them. They become disappointed and discouraged. There is no place like being in the center of God's will. Two days after the 9-11 attacks, one of my partners called me. His daughter was in the medical field and she was heading to Afghanistan on a medical mission. He had his daughter on the extension phone and told me to tell her to cancel her trip. I asked her if she felt that God wanted her to go to Afghanistan. She replied, I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that this is what God told, has told me to do. I said to her dad, you know what, she needs to go. He said, how can you say that? She's putting herself in danger. I told him that being in the center of God's will is the safest place on the face of the earth. His daughter ended up leaving for Afghanistan later that day. Everything turned out fine, and God blessed her. In contrast, one of our very first Bible college students had a husband who wouldn't let her go on our missions trip because he was afraid of her flying. She stayed home against her wishes in order to submit to her husband. While we were on this missions trip, she was driving home and a teenager fell asleep while driving, crossed the median, and hit her. She ended up dying in this car wreck. She would have been much safer doing what God called her to do. Any reasons you may have for not doing the will of God are not good enough. They are wrong. Being in the center of God's will is the safest, happiest, and most beneficial place to be. Just imagine that God Almighty, who has a universe to run, and millions and millions of people talking to Him and asking Him for things, takes time to speak to you and place something in your heart. For you to debate whether or not you will do what He says is beyond my comprehension. If I know that God wants me to do something, I'm going to do it or die trying. I'm not going to live anywhere else but where I believe God wants me to be. And you should do the same. If you feel that God has put something in your heart, do it. Maybe you aren't ready to do everything he's told you right now, but at least start moving in that direction. If you aren't completely sure of what God told you to do, put some motion to your boat, even if it's not full steam ahead. If you are sitting still, you can flip a rudder 360 degrees and it won't give any direction. You have to move. You have to do something. Say, God, I am not absolutely sure, but I think this is it. I'm going to move in this direction and until I am sure, I'm going to test the waters and see what happens. When you start moving, God will give you direction. Commit yourself to doing something. If nothing else, commit yourself to discovering God's will for your life. I have a book entitled, 
how to find, follow, and fulfill God's will. This will be a great tool to help you find God's will for your life. You aren't going to fulfill His will accidentally. You have to do it on purpose. If you feel that God has spoken something to you, and you know that you need to find His will for your life, or maybe you know His will, and for whatever reason you haven't been doing it, you are letting fear paralyze you. You need to repent and do what God has put in your heart. You must be determined to not rest until you find out what God wants you to do. You must find and actively pursue God's purpose in order to have the real joy and peace of the Lord. There is a holy dissatisfaction that God places on the inside of us when we're off track, when we know there's something more. I remember being in a service where I responded to an invitation similar to this. I spent all night walking in the bayous of Louisiana praying, God, I will find your will for my life. I will do what you called me to do. God honored that prayer and it changed my life. He will do the same for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your patience. Those of you who are watching, I know we went through four or five tries. You got to get, try to get the sound working and we're getting good feedback. Uh, again, this is Dave and Sherry Everett, and we're doing our book, uh, our Andrew's book on uh, Don't Limit God. Uh, the, uh, the title of this chapter that we're still continuing from last week is, excuse me, I keep re reading it, but I keep forgetting it, is Fear of Risk. And the title of this section is called, The Safest Place to Be is in the, in the Center of His Will. Or God's Will is the Safest Place on Earth. There's nothing better, there's nothing more perfect than being in the center of God's will. It's not, the, it's not only the safest place, but it's the most fulfilling. Um, you know, I, I think I shared a story last week from Paul, but anyway, if not, I'll share it again. Um, you know, Paul wanted, uh, was praying about where to go, and he wanted to go to Asia, and God forbid him. And then God, for, uh, uh, he, uh, he wanted to go to Bithyria, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he wanted to go to another place, and, and God forbid him. And they finally had a dream about going to Macedonia. He goes to Macedonia, sees one gal come to the Lord that we know about, uh, sets free a demon-possessed lady and uh, gal, and then she, he, he and Silas get arrested. And they get flawed and thrown in the deepest part of the dungeon. Now, some of us would be thinking, thinking, you know, if uh, how could that be the safest place? How could that be doing His will if He's going to be arrested and, and beat and flawed and put in danger and, and whatnot, you know, and then uh, come find out, you know, uh, the earthquake happened, the jailer and his household get saved, and, and a revival begins to take place. You know, uh, just because we're going through difficult times doesn't always mean either that we're not to serve God's will. Uh, but, and I'm not trying to take away from the title of this section, that the safest place on earth, the most fulfilling place, the best place, is being in the center of God's will. But how do you know what God's will is? You know, uh, and I believe it goes back to everything we've been talking about in every Bible study we've had, and every lesson and every message I've taught, is that the we must, the foundation of our Christianity, the foundation of our life, is to have a relationship with God. We cannot do anything without a relationship with God. Jesus did not do anything without a relationship with His Father. 
the most important thing in his life as a, as a son of man was to spend time with his father. And we need to spend time with God. We need to spend time. And it's not just these quickie prayers. I'm not saying we can't have quickie prayers in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of our day. But we need to spend time with our God. We need to get to know His heart. And, and, when, you, and when you do, I believe like Jesus, you'll know that you know that you know where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. Ultimately, Jesus knew He came to die. But He also knew there was a time for that. He also knew there was a time for Him to become king of the Jews. Uh, there were signs they wanted to make him keen, and he knew it wasn't his time. We can know when it's when it's our time. You know, there was a time back in uh, uh, I want to say um, 2002 ish. Sherry and I were uh, uh, assistant pastors, if you will, in uh, Aurora, Illinois, and things were going well. We had a good we had good jobs. Things were going well. We're in our second year of marriage, and. Uh, and finally, we just felt like, you know what, our, our assignment here is done. Uh, nothing was going wrong. We just felt like God was moving us on. and We didn't know where. We didn't know what. Uh, we, didn't, we, we didn't have details, but we remember going down the AAA, getting a U.S. map, and we are saying, Lord, where do you want us to go? And, uh, and be honest with you, we said, Lord, we'll go anywhere you want us to go, but please, 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 not Southern California. Now, most people love coming to South California. It wasn't because family was here. That's the only reason we do want to come. But uh, but we're just not in the climate. We're just, this is just not us. And most people are looking at us right now saying, you're crazy. People love this climate. Well, we don't. And, uh, and so uh, we, we were praying about where to go. But what, the moment we said those words, the moment we said, Lord, please, please, please not South California, we just knew, we knew that we knew God was calling us to come back home because this is home for us. And uh, they would say, okay, Lord, if this is your will, then you're going to have to provide. And God provided. And that, that's a whole other story. But, uh, you know, we just knew that we knew that we knew. And, and, and after we made that decision, and after we were going forward with those plans to come back to California, I was offered a pastorate. I was offered, I was, well, I wasn't officially offered. I was told I was going to be offered to pastor the church in Aurora, Illinois. And that's some, that was always my dream. That was always something I wanted, excuse me, wanted to do. And if, if that uh, that offer had been come earlier, I would have taken it. There's no doubt in my mind. Now I would have prayed about it, hopefully, uh, but I would have taken it. And it, it and on one part, it was very hard to say no when I, if I would reconsider about moving to California. But we just knew that we knew that we knew that God called us to come back to California. And, uh, and so we, we turned it down. And even when we were coming back to California, we were coming back to another assignment right away. We didn't have a church signed up for us. We didn't have an assignment to come to. We were just obeying God, and actually God told us to come and be closer to family. And that's why we came. And we were just being obedient to God, and, and God's met our needs. We've had, we had multiple moves. We just moved to a place we're at now, and there's probably only, there's only one time, and this wasn't the one. There was only one time that we we made a move outside of God's will. God still took care of us. God still met our needs, but uh, there was some rough waters there, and uh, what happened? Anyway, what uh, Andrew's saying, you know, the safest place to be on earth is in the center of God's will. He makes some statements here, and one of them just triggered some thoughts for me. He says, "Whether uh, um, uh, let me, there's this 
And as we read this little section of the paragraph, it says, um, let me see where I want to pick it up. Um, let me just read the paragraph. Any reasons you have for not doing the will of God are not good enough. They are wrong. Being in the center of God's will is the safest, happiest, and most beneficial place to be. Just imagine that God Almighty, who has a universe to run and millions and millions of people to, to, talking to Him and asking Him to for things, takes time to speak to you and place something in your heart. And for you to debate whether or not you will do what He says beyond is beyond comprehension. If I knew that I knew that I knew that God wanted me to do something, I, I want to do it. No matter how even dangerous it may seem in the natural. The safest place to be. He, and Andrew gives two illustrations of a guy who felt led to go on this trip. I think it was to Africa. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. And uh, I think her father was worried about her husband. And, uh, and uh, it was the safest place for her to be. But there was another gal who came back to honor her husband because of fear. And she got caught, killed in the car accident. Um, you know, uh, the safest place to be. And, and if you know that you know because you have a relationship with God. That God's called you to do something. There's no, there should be no debate about doing what God's called you to do no matter what it is. I think the challenge though, for most of us is knowing what that will is. And knowing what what that is, and and uh, you know I I'm not against people giving us words. I'm not against counsel. I think it's godly. I think it's healthy. Uh, but at the same point in time, I none of that should bypass our own personal relationship with God. Any confirmation we get from others should be confirmation. God shouldn't have to speak to me to a third person. He should, I, I should be able to have a direct conversation with him. Now, when, and for married couples, we make big decisions like this together. I might feel an action to go somewhere, but if she doesn't, we're not doing it yet. And we've done that before. And sometimes it's later that she gets the, the, it, and, and we make a decision together. Um, uh, I, can't, I don't know if there's a time where she got it first, but uh, there have been times where we get it at the, and it seems like the same time. Um, but it's, and it's not a, it's not a, I got it first, you got it first type of thing. We're, we're married, we're one flesh, and we make decisions like this together. And so, but at the same point in time, uh, you know, we can, we can know, we know. Whether it's a big decision, whether, uh, like a move, or a missions trip, or a job change, or something major, or whether it's, you know, what you're going to do today, <laughs> you know? Um, there's times I... I need to get back in this habit, but there's times where I get my planner out saying, I have my to-do list, I know what i got to do, uh, should do, uh, but I'm, I'm asking, Lord, what do you want me to do today? And the safest place to be, the most fulfilling place to be, the most successful place to be, is in the center of God's will. It's not doing what other people tell us to do, it's not telling even what we think we should do, uh, uh, but we need to do what God calls to do. And you know, uh, one of our favorite verses of how we even started this whole ministry was from Psalm 37. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to Him, trust in Him, and He will do it. You know, the way we heard that, the first time we heard it back in October, well, not the first time we heard it, but in this context I'm talking about, it was back in October of 2013 when we were going to Karis, getting, preparing to go to Karis Bible College. At the time, we didn't have money. 
at the time we didn't have a job. I, at the time we didn't even have a home. Uh, we were we were we were uh, on the rock bottom. We had nothing. We've been camping out there on the bottom of the total pole for five years with no money, no nothing. And God told us to sign up for Bible college. Now we had no money. We uh, Sherry just started working a little bit. Uh, I hadn't worked yet. I, had, I was with 30 temp agencies, couldn't even land an interview. And uh, uh, we, we were just struggling financially. And God told us to sign not just one of us, but both of us, not just part-time, but full-time, a Bible college. And we went to this open house in Ontario, California. And we heard the message I just talked about from the verse that I just quoted from Psalm 37. And we, uh, the way we heard that was... I will give you desires of your heart. You delight in me. And there's two ways to interpret that. There's one, that God will fulfill the desires of your heart. The other, the way we heard it, was that God will instill, God will uh, uh, um, conceive in you the desires of your heart. We had a desire to go to Bible college. Now, we, we also knew that going to Bible college wasn't, wasn't from the devil. You know? Maybe to you know we maybe we could reason that our flesh was in there because we wanted it so bad, but we just knew that we knew that we knew we're supposed to go, and by doing that, within one hour, and, and then the rest, the next verse goes, commit your way to Him, trusting in Him, and He will bring the past. And my way of reasoning, our way of reasoning to commit our way to Him, was take a step of faith and trust Him. Some people have counseled us not to do this yet, but we're like we're already on the bottom; we can't go any further. And so, and if we're going to get, a, and, and in five years we finally get a, a word from God to go to Bible college, I'm trying. And, you know, if it kills me, it kills me. But I'm going to try. And we signed up, and within an hour of signing up, committing our way to Him, trusting Him, within an hour of signing up for the first time in five years, I got a job. And we have not been without money since. We've, we've gone through challenges. We we're in a potential challenge right now, uh, but God it will meet our needs, and God has reminded us of that verse every single time. We even have that over our mantle in our fireplace right now. That verse. We'll show it to you again next week, and we'll resume back in our living room. Uh, but anyway, it's just uh, uh, I lost track of what I was going to say. Do you want to say something? I know I have some more things, but do you want to say anything? No, uh, it's just funny how, uh, I guess being married, we think of this thing, stories and illustrations to share with you, but those same stories and that same verse, I even pulled it up on my phone, was really what I wanted to encourage all of you on. You know, we could have been in, in that five, what we call our five-year famine, um, we could have been in it a lot longer, uh, but all, all we knew in that season was one formula. Everyone asked us, what did you do? How did you get out of it? Because we're going to do the same thing. We had one formula, and that was trust God. We, as much as that, that five-year season was hard, we were able to still have faith and still have peace, even though we didn't like it. We didn't like not having a purpose, but we trusted God. And we committed our way to Him, knowing that He would lead us in that path. And 
not only did he give us jobs, but he, he opened the door for Bible college. And we could have sat, just sat that whole five years, not do anything. Just, hey, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. But we did, like Andrew was saying in his, in his book, we got that our boat moving. We searched and searched and searched for any job that we could remotely get anywhere from Walmart and McDonald's to accounting and different things for Dave. Anything that we could physically do, we applied for that job. Dave didn't get uh, any interviews and he's very qualified for these jobs, but everyone thought he was overqualified. And the only response he got was, we'll go back to school, get another degree. And Dave's like, well, I want to work now. I don't want to go to school and get in debt when I need a job now. I, Both of us wanted to work, but we couldn't get a job. But we committed our way to God. We trusted Him. And He, he opened doors. He opened doors not only for going to Bible college, not only for our jobs, but he also instilled in us that complete trust when it comes to finances. Even when we have had some uh, times since then that could potentially be scary and give us fear, every single time we're like, no, God's gotten us out of it. God's keeping us out of that. We're not going back to that time. We are going forward because God has told us that this is what we're going to do. We are committing our way to Him. And I encourage you, you know, delight yourself in Him. It's the best place to be, that relationship, that, that commitment, that trust. You know, in, in everything that Dave and I have been sharing and Andrew, there's one thing I do want to make sure that we all understand is even in our hardships, none of that is from God. He will walk with you through them. He will get you out of them, but he did not give them to you. He did not give them to us. He is faithful and he is good and he cannot do any unrighteousness. Trust God. He can only give good gifts. He will get you through whatever you're going through. He is perfect love. Perfect love casts out fear. You know, I don't like change. I am probably the queen of of I don't like change but I know I can trust God when he puts on my heart get ready for change get ready for a new direction that is it's gonna be something good I might not see it and like Dave says you're you're gonna have that that lantern of his word showing you that next step you might not see the whole track but you're gonna see that next step you know when we went on our first missions trip I had never been on a mission trip before. I wanted to go, it was exciting, but I didn't want to go to where our school had chosen for us to go to. It was out of my list of countries. It wasn't remotely where I would have chosen. And I kind of was a little grumpy about it and complaining, but as soon as I stepped foot on that soil of that country, God told me I would have peace in any situation, and he has kept his word. It, there's been tough, hard, hard times, 
sorrowful times that are heavy on our hearts, but he has always given us peace, and he's always led us by his, his peace. All right, thank you, Sherry. Uh, a lot of things I could just piggyback on a lot of that. You know, she talks about, uh, I forget exactly how you put it, but uh, um, about drifting and whatnot. And, uh, you know, there was a time in our second year, I think it was our second year of Bible college, maybe it was our third year. I think it was our third year, actually, uh, because of who was the director. But someone gave me the word, and was at the end of Bible college, we, Bible class, we had a guest speaker, and this person came up to me and gave me a word, and said, you're too tethered. Now, I didn't know what that meant. I understood what tethered meant. I just didn't know what the word meant for me, and so I just kind of put it on the back burner. Well, we had a class, and at the end of the class, uh, um, through, uh, that same week, actually, when the instructor was uh, drawing a little boat on the whiteboard behind him, and he, he was as he was doing it, this, this, he, he tethered, this, this boat was tethered to the dock. He said, some of you are wanting to do what God's called you to do, but you're too tethered. And that was the second time in one week I heard the same word. Uh, and, you know, there's some things that I'm still learning about being too tethered. But uh, some of us, we, sometimes we can play it too safe. And sometimes we need to drift in the direction that God's called us to go. He, he's going to be the rudder of our ship. He's going to be the wind in our sails. But He can't direct us if we're playing it too safe. If we're holding on to the deck, if we're holding on being too tethered, He can't direct our ship to His desired haven where it's supposed to go. And I, yes, we need to be wise. You know, but when we have a relationship with God, you know, I'm reminded so many times where Jesus came to the disciples and says, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. There was one particular time where the disciples, now these were fishermen. They knew when and when not to go on sea. And a, 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 a wind, a storm was coming, a hurricane uh, potential. I'm sure they called it something different then, but it was basically hurricane winds. And Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And the disciples were like, no, <laughs> you know, we're not going you know, we, we don't want to go, but Jesus forced them to go. Jesus wouldn't want them to go. Now, he didn't tell them to go to the, let's go out to sea and drown. Let's go out to sea and die. Let's go to the other side. And, you know, Jesus finally comes walking on the water. And they're, they're scared because they see, they see a ghost. I mean, you start thinking you're going to die. You start seeing things, you know, in, in, that, in, that, um, in that manner. You might think it's a ghost too, you know, and, and uh, you know, Jesus calms the storm. And there was another time when he's sleeping in the back of the boat. And I remember reading that story as a child. I was like, how rude, you know. Here they are. He's, he's, he's on the ship too. I know he's the son of God and Jesus and all, but he's, by the, he's on the ship, put, you know, participate. Uh, and I know he's at peace about everything, but at least he can... Show some sympathy for the guys or not, and I remember reading that as a child, and now I understand now differently. But uh, you know, but we can be, you know, we just need to know God. We have to fear God and trust Him, rely on Him, not man, not circumstances. If God told us to go, we go. Don't play it so safe. You know, the verse I want to wanted to read real quick from Psalm ninety, verse seventeen. 
Psalm 90. Verse 17. It says, And the, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Let the beauty of the Lord. It's His beauty that will establish the work of our hands. If it's not being beautified by the work of His hands, and I say it's not being, it's not God. God will beautify whatever He touches. If God's told you to go do something, if God's told you to go reach out to somebody, or whatever the case may be, He will beautify. He will honor His Word. You know, and it says it twice there, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Which goes right with Psalm 37, verses 4 and 5. Commit your way to Him, trust in Him, and He will bring it to pass. But we got to commit our way to Him, trust in Him. Which is all about the fear of God that I've been talking about on Sunday morning. We limit God when we don't trust Him. We limit God when we play it too safe. I'm not telling us to be something foolish. I'm not telling us to go do our own thing. You know, there have been so many people, including myself at times, where we got a direction from God and we just went out and did it in our own strength. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, we can do the right thing at the wrong time. We can do the right thing in our flesh. We can do the right thing with all the right motives, but do it our way. Like, kind of like Frank Sinatra. You know, do it our way. You know? Uh, that's not that's not that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about trusting God. There's times where we gotta we gotta you know. There's times where I remember, I remember learning how to ride a bike, and my dad was uh, taking off the training wheels, and I gotta trust my dad that he's not gonna let me go. And finally, I was riding the bike, and there he was down the street, you know, uh, and my rearview mirror, so to speak. You know, he had to let go, but I had to trust him. There's times we have to trust. God, and not play it safe, so safe we don't let go, and we don't go do what God's called us to do. We have, you know, sometimes it means getting out of our comfort zone. Sometimes it means talking to our neighbors. Sometimes it means doing something. Sometimes it means going to someone and apologizing and making things right. We got to do what God calls us to do. We got to do what God tells us to do. And, uh, you know, and so I can give so many stories and whatnot. Uh, but uh, on another thing, and Sherry kind of made mention of this, but, uh, you know, his word is a lamp unto our feet. I remember uh, uh, hearing that verse, uh, uh, Amy Grant, I wrote a song on, about that back there in the, uh, probably the 80s or 70s. Uh, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. From Psalm, I think, 119, I don't know the reference, I want to say verse 110, but I don't know where it is, but it's in Psalm 119. His word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a lamp to our feet. Step by step he'll lead us. Sometimes he doesn't give you the whole road map. Sometimes it's just step by step. You know, GPS, you can't just look at the whole road map. you got to let GPS direct you. Turn here. Turn here. Turn here. Get in the left. When it says get in the left hand turn lane, sometimes it means get in the left hand turn lane. Now once in a while it throws you a curveball and it does it wrong. It tells you it's on the right when it's on the left. You know, every once in a while it's not perfect. Man, created these things, you know, and so there, there's some imperfections here. But at the same point in time, you know, sometimes we got to let God, His Word. The Word is not the ink, the Word is the person. Let His Word direct us. 
and guide us and lead us. Sometimes we're in a dark tunnel. Sometimes we're, we can't see, find our way out. But He will lead us by His voice. He will lead us. We can hear that still small bass. This is the way. Walk ye in it. And so the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. And how do you know God's will? By, by hearing His voice. Don't go out doing your own thing. You might have a dream that God's put there. Let Him bring it to pass. You might need to commit your way to Him. You might need to try some things. You might need to, you might need to risk some things. I get that. I'm all about that. Andrew was saying that too in this section too. Sometimes we gotta we gotta take some risks. Sometimes we gotta die trying, so to speak. But knowing it's his will. But but the the risk really it go it all boils back down to my sheep hear my voice. God yes. has given us his Holy Spirit and we can listen and we can know his voice over any other voice speaking to us but we need and I can't emphasize it enough we need that relationship with the Lord so that we can know his voice and in a sense it's a two-part relationship mm -hmm. we have a relationship with the written word we need to know God's written word we need to know the Bible but that the second part is we need that relationship with the living word, which is Jesus Christ. The, both of those things, and it's really one, one relationship, that is going to not only knock your socks off, it's going to bless your socks off, and you will be exactly where you're supposed to be in the center of God's will. Right. I just can't emphasize that enough. I don't know how. Oh, we're doing on time here. We got a little bit of a late start. Do you want to read some more, or do you want to uh, stop here? Um, um let me see. <coughs> How you guys doing? You guys are quiet. Everything going okay? Just we're doing good. You're still with us, so. I think probably now is a good time to take a pause because of where the next section is leading us. Okay. If you guys are okay with that. I do have a verse that um, my mother in love gave us this morning uh, that I just want to share with you. In Psalm 29:11, The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Psalm 29:11. Yeah. Just reminding you guys that relationship with the Lord, keeping our eyes on him is what gives us that perfect peace and we will know his voice and we will be kept in the center of his will. You know, we are going to wrap it up here, like Sherry said, but uh, I want to just make mention, uh, uh, sorry for the little late start and hiccup to here. And we've been a little hit and miss over the last few weeks. Uh, we've been juggling a few things, but we're, you're going to see us get back into a routine here and we're going to be here every day, every Sunday evening at 6 and then on Sunday mornings at 10.30. And uh, you're going to see some consistency and maybe even some increase in some things. Um, so uh, we're entering into a new chapter here. And so being praying with us, uh, you know, we don't say this a lot. And uh, uh, I don't advertise this a lot. And this is to my own fault. Uh, but, uh, you know, and uh, I don't even know who's all listening. I know a few people are listening. And I'm not even picking out anyone particularly. But, uh, you know, we do appreciate, appreciate your support, your prayers right now, even your financial support in this ministry. We 
are struggling a little bit, and uh, um, uh, but we know that we know that we know that we're in the center of God's will. You are not our source; God's our source. Uh, but uh, uh, if, uh, you know, we we if you can help us uh, and whatever, uh, uh, whatnot, or even spread the word, however you want to do it, uh, we would appreciate that, and it will go to good use. So you're going to see some consistency with us and whatnot. We're trying to do what God's called us to do. Uh, the enemies against us and different things, and we have some hurdles we've had to come over. But we are going to do, and we are we are trying to do what God's called us to do. And so we're here in Camarillo, and this might be just for a year. Uh, we're in a season where we're just checking, praying, and seeking God for what the next step is. Whether that's coming back to the Ontario area or another area in Southern California, or even anywhere else that might be. Uh, but we we want to be what God wants us to be. Uh, at the same point in time, uh, we want to do what God's called us to do while we're here. And, uh, and so, uh, thank you for your support, and uh, we just bless that. Um, and, we're bless. and we're praying for you guys, too. We, we can't tell you enough how much we want for you the same thing, that you are in the center of God's will. He has so much for you. He is with you. It's, he's guiding you. He's keeping you. He's guarding you. If, if you would like any, any prayer, you know, please reach out uh, via Messenger or Facebook or go on our website to find our contact information. But we just we can't tell you enough how much we want that for you guys. And um, it's exciting. I encourage you. Expect, expect more. Amen. Expect God to move in your life. Amen. I think that's another thing that I always got you got to touch on now, which I think we're going to get into uh, next week some more. But we need to change our expectations. You know, there's a subtitle uh, on this book, uh, "Don't Want to God," but it says, "Imagine yourself successful." Some of us need to change the image that we have in our minds about what's going on, uh, and I got to do that too. Uh, you know, we've gone through some. Uh, very challenging things over the last few years, and we got to change the record. We got to change the music, and uh, and uh, you know, and it starts with us. It starts with our mind. To be naturally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And you know, we even have one comment. You know, uh, we're stepping on toes tonight, and we're not trying to hurt anyone's toes. We're just trying to do what God calls to do. We didn't even know this was part of the section tonight. We're just being obedient. And actually, to be honest with you. Uh, because of some emotional stuff we're going through, we didn't even want to do the Bible study tonight. We were even debating, and uh, but we, we're doing it. And we're trying to be obedient to God, and even though in the flesh it's hurting right now, not because of you, not because of this, but just because we're hurting. And uh, and so we're just trying to be obedient. And, uh, uh, you know, and again, there's no safer place to be. There's no fulfilling place to be. There's no more healing place to be, but in the center of God's will. And you can know that you know you know. And, you know, that's another thing, too, about being the center of God's will. If you know that you know that you know because you've heard it from God, you won't, be a, you won't base it on the circumstance. Because we can talk ourselves out of doing anything based on the circumstances. But we got to know that we know we know we've heard from God. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and that's, that's sometimes why when we make big moves and big things, we do it together. Because... One, we don't want to get into a situation where one of us was one in the mood, the other one didn't. And then that, we, the enemy uses that as a, as a rift between us because we say, I, I told you I didn't want to come. I told you I didn't want to move. 
well, I only did this because you thought we were supposed to move, and now we're in this mess. You know, we didn't want to do that. We want to know that we know that we know that we know we heard from God, because there can be times where uh, the enemy's going to try to, to, to tell you otherwise. He's going to do the same thing that he did to Eve in the, in the garden. Did God really say? Did God really tell you to come out here? You know, not something we've been hearing this last couple of weeks, but it's something we've been going through very, very, very severe. And uh, uh, the enemy's been playing that, that same record in our ears. Did God really tell you? And, uh, well, yeah, he did. He did. And so, you know, I can't base it on the natural. I can only base it on what God's called me to do. And, uh, you know, uh, and so we're trusting God. And so we, uh, and that's just our encouragement to you and, well, no, I can't, we just, I would just want to pray for you as we pray out the, uh, the, this afternoon, this evening. Lord, I bless, I bless the people who are listening and will listen even in, in the archives, in the recording of this, this teaching and this Bible study. Lord, I just speak your peace. I speak your, your, Lord, you said you would comfort us and you would guide us and you would lead us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, teach us all afresh to spend time with you that we know that we know we heard from you on any situation, on any decision, on any uh, game changer that we're, we're focusing on. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your direction. I thank you for your confirmation that we will hear a voice behind us. This is the way. Walk ye in it. But we worship you. We magnify you. And whatever we might be going through, we speak grace to it. Anyone who needs healing, anyone who, who needs healing in their bodies, we speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. Anyone who needs provision, we thank you for provision. It doesn't come from man, it comes from you. And we thank you for putting it on people's hearts. We thank you for, for whatever resource you're going to channel you want to use for doing that. We thank you that the funds are there. We thank you for the funds to support this ministry. And that, that the needs that we've already requested that we need, even though we haven't gotten the specifics. Well, we thank you that you are our provider. You are our rock. You are our God. And I speak your blessing over everyone here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And thank you, Lord, for Isaiah 61 that reminds us that you're not just the healer of our physical, but you are healer of broken hearts. You are healer of anything emotional that any of us are going through. You are indeed, 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 you are our provider in every which way. And we can't thank you and praise you enough, Lord. We love you. And thank you, Lord, for your grace that gets us through each day. Amen. God bless you. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. Feel free to reach out to us anytime by messenger or whatnot. Uh, again, our website is lighthousesapperture.org. Our church phone number is there. Uh, our email is there. Reach out to us. Text, email, any which way. God bless you. Have a good week. Bye-bye.